Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mumpreneurs by mumpreneurs. Each week, we're diving into mum-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I'm your host, Michelle Ponvert, and I'm chatting with the wonderful online business educator, mentor, coach, Brandy Mowles. Brandy, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, well, I always like to let people introduce themselves because they always do a way better job than I do. So would you like to share a little bit about what you do, who you work with, and some of the amazing things you do? There's probably more than you could share in the entire podcast episode. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a wife, a mom, a podcast host, a digital marketing expert, and also a taco snob. Um, I've had my business now for four years, um, started out just freelancing and then quickly moved into the teaching space as well in digital products. And I just absolutely love the online world. I love the freedom and choices it brings. And my husband, daughter, and I, and soon to be um, son will be, we live in Florida. And so always loving the sunshine, getting outside. We live for Disney days. So oh. that's just a little bit about me. <laughs> Lucky you. I feel like Disney Days sounds like something everybody should have. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I'd love to ask a little bit around that transition point you kind of really briefly touched on between service provider and then starting in the education space. I know a lot of people listening are dipping a toe into creating courses, creating digital products. And I think it's always really interesting to hear how people go through that transition. So do you mind sharing a bit how it went for yeah. you? Absolutely. And I think one of the things is I'm still a one-on-one -on -one service provider. <laughs> like um, I still work with high-end consulting clients. That is something that I don't know if I'll ever give up. I let like I let it go for like a year and came back to it because the most amazing thing about being a one-on-one -on -one service provider is it's the path fastest path to cash online. I truly believe that. And if you look at any of like the top people that you may admire, watch their podcasts or anything, they probably have some kind of consulting or one-on-one -on -one services that they still offer, even with multi-million dollar businesses. So I don't think I've ever transitioned out of it. I just mm. added on to my revenue streams. And so for me, that looked like I had already hit six figures in my freelancing business. I had a lot of people asking me how I was doing it without a team, because um, at that point I didn't have any team. And being a mom and being able to work really flexible hours. And so that's when I started a membership and that membership has grown tremendously over the years. And then we also have a course and that teaches people how to become Facebook ad managers. And so I didn't, I still, I feel like don't have a big audience. I mean, we have 7,000 people on our email list, 4,000 on Instagram, but what we do is we get people results. And I think that's mm -hmm. just like being a service provider. Our goal is to get people results and that's our goal in our program. So it wasn't about like transitioning out of freelancing. It was how can we add on additional revenue so our business isn't relying only on one thing, but instead mm. we have multiple revenue sources. And so we have products, we have one-on-one -on -one services, I have affiliate marketing. Um, we just like to tap into as many different places as we can. Mm, I love that. I think that's really smart too, from that mum perspective, the, you know, season you might be in your life as a mum might not allow for so much of one or the other. So I think having 
multiple streams is a really, really smart way to go. Did you start business before or after you had your first kiddo? So I had a different offline business for eight years. Um, and then right before she was born, I was eight months pregnant. I left that behind. And then I actually started my business when she was five months old. So I didn't have, or six months old. So I didn't have like a newborn and running it, which will be very interesting as we prepare (laughs) for this baby, because this one's a little different. I haven't had a business and, um, a brand new baby all at the same time. Yeah. Well, I'm curious if you don't mind sharing how you're preparing for that. I haven't gone through that sort of season either. And yeah, how are you getting the business yourself ready for bringing a little one in? (laughs) It's so funny. We're actually doing a four part and I think two parts have already dropped or I guess the first one and the second one's about to drop on how to plan for the expected events in your life. And we're really documenting what we're doing. And so that first trimester was just about like looking at you know, what is the things that we can tighten up? What do we want to like work out right now? How can we create enough space? Because first Mm -hmm. trimester I was sick with my, at this pregnancy, I wasn't sick the first one. So that kind of threw me off for four weeks. And so we made a lot of adjustments and adaptments during that time learning, like, here's what it looks like Mm -hmm. to have these unexpected moments come up. And then second trimester has been all about really like getting in there actually streamlining the systems, planning out our year. What does that look like? When will our promotions be creating enough white space in my calendar and then getting everything just really, I mean, it's all about systems. (laughs) My business can run with me for four weeks without me, but we didn't want it just to run. We wanted it to grow during the four weeks maternity that I'm taking off. And so we're in that process now of like, okay, now everything's set up as we get into third trimester, getting the machine running so it can Mm. continue to grow while I take that time off and just like fine tuning everything. So it's definitely been something we've been planning for since the moment I found out I was pregnant and um, we will have nine months to do it. So we're in that (laughs) final stretch now. Wow. I mean, that's kind of interesting because in a quote unquote traditional job, you probably wouldn't reveal the fact that you're pregnant until way further into the pregnancy. While for you, it's been like day one, <laughs> you have to start getting ready because you have that runway to build up to that. That's really interesting. Do you? Uh, have... And I think it's actually helped the business grow really? in a beautiful way. So, I mean, anytime our systems can get tighter, anytime we can like streamline things, it's just amazing. And this has created space to actually put the action behind those and really Mm -hmm. map everything out. So we've actually grown during this time of me being pregnant because that's what we're laser focused on. Oh my gosh. I feel like you could be the poster child for pregnancy. It's good for business. (laughs) I love it. We'll see. We'll wait and see (laughs) what happens after the baby comes. Uh, are you going to take a maternity leave or are you sort of keeping a, a finger on the business pulse? Yeah. So April, my calendar is fully blocked out. So that is officially my maternity leave. Um, mm. And the thing is I take, we love to vacation. So <laughs> my team knows how to work this business without me around. There's mm. multiple times throughout the year that I'm gone for a week. I'm gone for two weeks and the business runs without me. Um, but uh, this one is four weeks. So this will be our longest one yet. Um, and so I'm going to take those, we have it like 
mapped out for me to take those off. I feel confident that I won't need to check in, but also I'm, I don't feel the need. Mm. I'm going to give myself that time. It's in there. And then we also have May pretty much blocked off for the most part, just in case, because you never know. Um, (laughs) But like at this point, I don't even know if I need like a full four weeks off. My situation is probably a lot different than a lot of people. My husband is home full-time as a full-time stay-at-home dad. My daughter Mm. will be in school half days. So um, we're just going to play it by ear and see how it goes. But my calendar is marked out all of April and I do intend to enjoy those four weeks and then we'll kind of play it by ear about May. Wow. I mean, that's lovely that you've got your husband at home and you've got sort of the family support as well. I think that's something I was very grateful to have as well when we were, you know, with the little one, but I think it's not something everybody can plan for. So that that's yeah. really cool. You touched on the fact that you sort of scaled to six figures without a team, but now you obviously have one. How did you go about deciding who to bring on, how to kind of outsource which bits of your business and, and how's that been going for you? Yeah. So my team is super lean and (laughs) they've all been with me for three and a half years. So, um, Stephanie and Janessa, Stephanie runs our full podcast. Janessa runs all the back end of the business. She's all the detail oriented that I am not. Mm. She's been with me. Steph's been with me and they've been on this ride for me. And now we're doing seven figures a year. And it I just, we create systems. And with (laughs) Janessa, when she came in, I believe in like this mailroom mentality, like we don't need to necessarily hire specialists for everything. Now that doesn't Mm. mean there hasn't been times that we brought in copywriters or like certain people to help with certain things. But for the most part, um, Janessa started out just by doing YouTube transcriptions and then that grew into other things. And then she grew into doing all of our payment recovery. And then she grew into customer service. And so she started from just $15 an hour VA to now a full-time employee. And that's happened over the last three and a half years. And then Stephanie, I knew we, I wanted a podcast after I launched my membership. And I knew that if I was going to do it, like have a podcast, someone else was going to have to do it. There was no way that I was going to edit and like produce and all that kind of stuff. So Stephanie's been on our team for since the podcast has been so three and a half years and she takes care of all of that so those are the only two people we have on our team besides like I say this but I do have a bookkeeper an accountant (laughs) uh, like an attorney but those things are like not at our meetings each Mm -hmm. week um Steph and Janessa are like my family they're my team and I think you don't need a massive team Mm -hmm. um if you keep your business simple and if you are really laser focused on what you're doing. Mm. How how did you figure out like who the right people were to bring in, especially because you hired them so close together? Did you have like a personality type in mind, a skill set in mind? Like how did you pick the people? Yeah, I think Stephanie out. was really easy because that's just what she specialized in. She was in mm-hmm. our membership. I knew her work. Um, so podcast management, pretty easy. Janessa, I went through a lot of applications and mm-hmm. I did for my previous business know like exactly, I used the disc personality test. Um, and so I knew that I wanted uh, a certain personality for that role, a, C- a CS. And so I needed someone who was extremely detailed because that's not me. And I needed someone who had a softer side to responding mm-hmm. to emails and things like that. 
Um, cause if you get an email from me, it's like, K and then people are like, wait, what? And I'm like, I, I just don't write a lot. Like my husband's like, wait, I just typed out this message to you and you get like a thumbs up. That's just how <laughs> I respond. Like it's all about efficiency, but Janessa is much more like she comes from a deeper understanding that people need more than mm. just K thumbs up. Sounds good. <laughs> um, so I knew I was looking for someone in that mentality. Mm. And then also something that was really important is when Janessa applied, she told me that she was a vet, that she serves the military. She was a mom. Mm. And so I was like, okay, this person has served our country. She's a mom. Like, this is someone I want on my team. She had all the qualifications I wanted. And then there's one question I think you should always ask. Actually, like two questions. One is, why do you want to work with me? And mm. this is usually a red flag because most people are like, because I want to learn everything from you. And it's like, no, that's not what I'm hiring someone for. That's really nice. But I have courses for that. You don't need to work for me. And mm -hmm. then the second one is, where do you see your business in a year from now? And Janessa was like, I just want to make some extra money for my family. I want to be behind the scenes. I have no desire to have like a full on brand. And I was like, this is perfect. That's what I want. And so mm. um, when you can really nail down like your core values, but then also those two questions, it's easier to get quality client or quality um, contractors and employees. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point because you are hiring someone to be in your business, not to, you know, necessarily be a friend or a client or a, you know, partner who's building their own business at the side. So I think those are really good, good tips. Um, so full disclosure, I have been in Brandy's course. It was actually one of my first things I think I ever took in online business. And I think your approach is very, as you said, streamlined, you're very kind of system focused. But one of the things I really love and have kept up pretty much to this day is your system for marketing and how you have just laser focused in on the stuff you have to do every day. And I know it's a little bit of a tease, but I'm a big fan of it. So I was hoping you wouldn't mind sharing with us how you came up with your marketing minute strategy. It's mind blowing for me how good this is. I think once again, it comes back to my previous career where I was in law school and then I would come home every day and I was in network marketing MLM and I did it mm. a little bit different than everyone else. Everyone else was like reaching out to their friends, the Hey Girl messages, I didn't want to do any of that. I was in law school, super short on time. So I actually partnered with a bridal company. I bought leads from them. So they shared their mm. phone number, their emails, all that kind of stuff with me. They're not allowed to share phone numbers anymore <laughs> in the US. That's illegal, but they can still sell emails. But at that time they could sell phone numbers. And so I'd get home every day from law school, like 530, sit down and call 50 people. And that wow. was my, like, that was my marketing minutes. And I would sit there and I knew if I called 50 people, I would get this many bookings, this many would hold, I'd make this much money on the weekend. And so for me, it started eight years prior to even having this because I made it such mm. a habit. So when I came into the online space, I was like, okay, but this is the same thing. Marketing's just different. I'm not calling. Instead, I'm either tapping into LinkedIn or Facebook groups. So how can I set this the same amount of time? I'm going to connect with 20 people a day. And then by the end of the week, I'll have this many discovery calls. This many will hold. It's the same thing. But we, I think too many times we focus on this whole passive marketing that I call it, 
where you Mm -hmm. post on social, cross your fingers, hope for the best. And instead of this active marketing where you're taking control, you're actively searching for clients and you're actively holding discovery calls that are actually going to land you clients without just like passively saying like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. No, it's about making real connections and reaching out to real people. Mm. I think that's what really hit me when you sort of first taught it in the course was that sense of taking control of your own marketing that you can actually do something about getting those leads because it can feel really frightening to be in business and not feel like you have any impact, any control over how it's going. So thank you for sharing that. That was a gold nugget and I hope everyone else is jotting that down. Um, This has been an absolute delight. I feel like I could talk to you for hours, but I wanted to give you some space to share about your amazing podcast, what you've been talking about. I listen in every week. It's one of my must listens. I wanted to particularly highlight it because I think we'll have a lot of eager listeners from here as well. Perfect. So the podcast is Serve, Scale, Soar. It's also the name of my membership. And here's another marketing tip. Never name a program in your podcast the same name. Like, it <laughs> seems like a good idea, but it's not because it gets confusing. But my podcast is the Serve Scale Sword Podcast. We release a new episode every Tuesday, and it's geared to helping service providers scale their business with practical tips, no fluff, and really actionable practical tips that get you more clients and free up more time. And so I like to keep things simple. I always say kiss, keep it simple, sweetie. And that is what the podcast is all about, is helping you keep your business simple and make you money and profit all at the same time. Mm, So good. It's definitely worth a listen. And you've had some really fun guests on. You do some kind of themed seasons of episodes, and I I just love it. It's a great one. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to share any other places where people can connect with you? Obviously, I highly recommend the podcast, but I know you've got other places you hang out online too. Yeah, I guess our home base is brandymails.com. And then that will lead you to all the different directions, freebies, all that kind of fun stuff. And then also on Instagram, I'm not super active on the actual like posting, but I am super active in my DMs and you'll always actually reach me. So pop in, say, hey, see what's up and you'll get a response from me. And so that's just at brandymails. You can pretty much search at brandymails everywhere and that's where you'll find me. That's pretty convenient. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in today's show and want to support some fellow mumpreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or just telling a friend about the show. We will be back next week with more marketing tips for busy mums with businesses. See you then.